I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. I am revisiting the movie Venom. I was one of the few people that wasn't stoked for the Venom movie. Uh, I've talked about the fact that I grew up a Marvel fan, not knowing that I was a Marvel fan. But once I got older and realized what the difference is between Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and all the other... You know, as a kid, you just buy the covers or the, 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 the books you like, that kind of thing. So, I'm an X-Men, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, aficionado. Those were some of my favorite books. I own, uh, I own just about every, uh, every, <laughs> every issue of Doctor Strange and X-Men. Um, but I like some of the offbeat characters. I was more a Cyclops fan than a Wolverine fan. All my friends were Wolverine fans, things like that. Um, and I wasn't the biggest Spider-Man fan. I mean, as a kid, I loved the Spider-Man cartoon. I thought that was perfect, a perfect version of Spider-Man. But I never really read the comic book much. And I, I missed the whole, you know, uh, some of the characters that they showed in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Uh, other, it, Sandman, I remember from the cartoon and things like that. But not being a big follower of Spider-Man, I missed out on some things. And I remember when Todd McFarlane debuted Venom, how that was a much different thing and, and how popular it got, much like Spawn, uh, which was a whole different matter. But, you know, darker superhero-oriented things, uh, especially in the 90s, were starting to take off. And I remember wanting to get into Venom and read a little bit about it and read a few issues and things like that, but never really got into Venom. So when they started showing the trailers, I thought it looked okay. I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan, so I'll pretty much see anything he's in. But the rest of it, I was like, Sony is trying to do this before they lose the rights to the Spider-Man universe if they do lose the rights. And, the you know, there was some other things going on. And all my friends who are Venom fans are just, Venom looks awesome, Venom looks awesome, Venom looks awesome. I'm like, dude, they're making a PG-13 Venom. It should definitely be an R-rated movie. I know that much and so on and so forth so when it hit theaters i for whatever reason didn't go see it um and yet i was so interested in it when it came out in a 4k steelbook i did buy that and i watched it at home and i thought you know what it wasn't so bad tom hardy's performance is great in just about every movie especially his more flamboyant uh performances check out bronson if you haven't seen that movie he fully disappears into the role and i know a little bit about the character he's playing. I just didn't picture him as journalist Eddie Brock, but he did a great job. And playing the guy, you know, he's wearing some rings and he's kind of street cred. And I don't know, it it was just a little different side of Tom Hardy. I think he did a good job with the role. Again, not being the largest fan of the comic book, I don't know how much it sticks to the Eddie Brock character. But uh, as far as the movie goes, I consider movies and books apples and oranges. Uh, I thought he did a good job. Um, rest of the cast is good, but forgettable. I mean, Michelle Williams, I usually like her in things. She's just Michelle Williams here. Biggest flaw in the movie is the bad guy is not memorable. He's a good actor. We've seen him in several things. He's just not menacing at all. You want to reach over and just punch the guy in the face and think he would go down with a punch. You know, he's not that every, I mean... Obviously, Lex Luthor to Superman, he's not an imposing figure, but there was still a bit of menace and malice behind that brow and behind the things he said. This guy just seems like a bit of a nutcase and one that you could easily take out. So, you know, if he didn't acquire, and I'm going to get into some spoilers here, if he didn't acquire one of the other creatures to combine with him, uh, one of the symbiotes, you know, it would have been there wouldn't have been a finale you know venom would have taken him out and it would have been over in two minutes um 
like I said, I'm not faulting the actor, but this is a problem that a lot of the superhero movies have is with villains. The best superhero movies have the best villains. The ones that don't have good villains, the movies can come, you know, some some are good, some are not. And it's usually because you had a great hero or you had some great side characters, but you didn't have somebody that just gave you that that you know, oh, they're going to do something horrible next thing. I don't know. This guy seemed like a spoiled brat. Um, but everybody else, I, you know, his neighbor, the the situations, the special effects are pretty good. Movie had about a $100 million budget, uh, 100 to 116. It's estimated. And a lot of that was marketing as well. So they spent a good deal of money on it. And when it came out, it pretty much got crucified by critics. But worldwide, it went on to make $856 million dollars. Yep, nearly a billion dollars. And of course, we're getting a sequel. And another spoiler, there is a, a after-credit scene that introduces Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I like Woody Harrelson. I don't know if he's the guy to play Carnage. Here they was with the, it's Woody Harrelson with the red wig. And I just thought, ah, okay, well, because Woody Harrelson, for the most part, plays Woody Harrelson in most movies, although I thought he was pretty good in Midway, or at least gave it a good shot. He played an older general, and, and I thought he, he wasn't Woody Harrelson in that movie. So rewatching it now, first of all, I'm revisiting some of my 4K Blu-rays now that we have access to this 85-inch Samsung HDR Plus uh, 4K television. Um, and it's interesting that I'm seeing things and catching things uh, that I didn't on a 55-inch 4K obviously 30 inches here we're talking about but yes that's one of the benefits of 4k discs or 4k streaming is that you can blow the picture up bigger without getting pixelated and stuff we watch quite a bit of streaming 1080p content and some of it's frankly looks horrible with banding and compression artifacts and stuff when you blow it up to a 85 inch screen and then up convert it to 4k you know um that will make flaws more glaringly apparent now, I recently watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and that's going to be another podcast soon. Um, it's celebrating its 20th anniversary. Sony is about to release a Steelbook 4K version, but it's pretty much the same. I'm sure it's the same disc that's been out for four years. It was one of Sony's early 4K releases. The movie is a bit grainy, but it looks very filmic. It looks very much like you're watching a film. And being one of the early 4Ks, it got a 5 out of 5 review from everybody. And watching it today compared to some modern movies, it looks a bit grainy and a bit dated. It would be nice if they... I mean, it was a native 4K transfer. Maybe that's the best it's going to look. But I don't. some scenes were grainier than others. I would have liked to, you know. But anyway, I'll get into the details of that when I talk about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. We're talking about Venom. Now, Venom on 4K is a Sony release. And Sony helped, you know, they invented Blu-ray. They helped invent 4K. I think Sony discs should look the best on the market. And some of them do. Venom looked great. Um, I did not look up to see if it's an up convert or, or native. I believe it's an up convert, um, which the difference is, and I've explained this in another podcast, most movies are mastered to a 2K uh, digital intermediate or a 4K digital intermediate. Um, sometimes 2K because it's cheaper, especially if they're going to render a lot of special effects. Sometimes 4K because it was shot in 4K or higher, and they want to, you know. 
And so a lot of our 4K discs, some are upscaled from a 2K DI to a 4K resolution, and some are native 4K. And then there are a few other movies that were filmed at higher resolutions, like uh, Gemini Man was filmed at 8K and shot at 128 frames per second. The 4K plays uh, at 60 frames a second if your TV and your 4K player can do it, and it looks pretty amazing for a mediocre movie. Check out my review. But Venom does not look like an upconvert. It's a very sharp transfer. It's got deep blacks, a lot of detail in the shadows, one of the things you look for with HDR grading. Um, I thought some of the things looked quite amazing, actually, in HDR. Things like sparks, some of the special effects, uh, flashlights, things like that, uh, headlights, police sirens, things like that look better with HDR highlights because they're just brighter. If, if you have a TV that can go over a thousand nits in brightness with HDR, it, it lights up the room. It's funny, like um, Tim will be playing like Star Wars, the new Star Wars uh, Squadrons VR, and it is an HDR enabled game. And I will walk, I will just look out into the living room and it'll be so bright with the light of the television set because HDR images are just that much brighter, that much, you know, so high marks for Venom on, you know, 4K. And I watched it this time and liked it even more for the performances and stuff. I still think it would be better with a better villain, but it does lay the groundwork to do more with it. And considering how short the movie is, it's listed everywhere as 112 minutes, but it's not. <laughs> it's right around 90 minutes. There's a long credit scene, a long credits, um, there's after credit scenes, and then there is like a six minute preview for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So there's really like 20 minutes of stuff after the movie ends. So the movie really a little over 90 minutes. I felt they squeezed a lot of stuff in there and it's really watching it this time. It's really not bad. I would like an unrated version. If there is a director's cut somewhere where they didn't pull back from some of the violence, I mean, the character is taken over by an alien symbiote who feels like he can just reach over and bite somebody's head off and does a couple of times in the movie, but they basically turn the camera away. I mean, you see him do it, but then they cut away and it's not very bloody and it's not very gory. And it's not really the gore I'm looking for, but the, the character itself is a little bit more R-rated than this PG-13 movie could go. And so it would be nice maybe when the sequel's coming out that they could, you know, put out a director's cut or something. I doubt that's going to happen. They would have probably done it by now to make more money, but we'll see. Movie came out in October of 2018. Um, so it's been two years and the age has been kind to it in the superhero genre. Venom is not a bad ride. I don't think it deserved as much hate as it got. Again, if you're a diehard Venom fan, I, I get it. I mean, I am a diehard Doctor Strange fan, and I can pick the Doctor Strange movie apart on things it didn't do right or didn't do to my specifications, but I know the director and the writer were big Doctor Strange fans, and the changes they made were to make it more cinematic and work, and I've now watched the Doctor Strange movie several times. It's one of my favorite MCU movies because it's... it's I, Yes, I really like the character, but I think it's really well done, and it's just different. It's different than some of the other MCU movies. And Venom is a bit different from the other Sony Spider-Man MCU movies. Going forward with the Sony-Marvel deal, I don't know what's going to happen, but they are supposed to release the Venom 2, whatever of Carnage, next year. It will probably get pushed back, as everything else is getting pushed back. But I, for one, will actually go to the cinema and see Venom 2, because I think I know when... I have 
watched and researched movies that did okay in the first one and came back with a better movie with the same team. It's all because they wanted to do better. And we all talk about sequels not being as good, but John Wick 2 is arguably better than John Wick 1. We could talk about Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back or Godfather 1 and 2 or even Blade Runners. Um, There are some movies that can be better, and I think the opportunity is there to have a much better Venom movie the second time around. It'd be great if they made an R-rated one. But I understand mass appeal and the comic book movie, you know, genre and all that. He's not exactly Deadpool, but he should be more in the Deadpool universe than the Spider-Man universe. That's just my opinion. But anyway, I'm looking forward to the sequel. I will watch Venom again. Really isn't as bad. It just could have been better. But I think given the time, the money, and the talent involved, they made a pretty decent Venom. It's not horrible. But again, this is coming from a non-huge Venom fan. I thought the character was pretty cool. They made a pretty decent movie out of it. I liked it better this time. Huh. I'll have to watch it again and see how it changes in a year or so. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links to uh, everything else that I do are down below. Please check them out. Subscribe and share. That is very, very, very important. The more subscribers I have, the more shares I have, the more audience I get, and the more things I can do for you. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Thank you. Thank you.